Craig, welcome to Hubshots episode 32. How are you? I'm well, Ian. How are you? Very good. Now, episode 32, we're going to talk about HubSpot smart list performance metrics. Yeah, this is coming up in our HubSpot tip of the week. Uh, I should mention we're recording this on Monday, the 2nd of May. We're into a new month. Into a new month, yep. It's starting to get dark and cold. Yes. Head into the colder months. And speaking of cold, it's going to be cold when we get to inbound in November yes. later this year, won't it? It will, and that's why you'll need some friends, Craig. <laughs> Nicely done, yeah. So we should just mention every episode we're saying. We're going to have a little meetup at HubSpot, at Inbound rather. So if you're nervous about going and not knowing anyone, we'll be there to hold your hand figuratively on the first night at least, just so that you can feel nice and welcome. That's right. You know, doing inbound with some friends is so much nicer. Eating clam chowder with friends. That's so right. So much nicer. Clam chowder and friends and Boston. That's it. It's going to be good. You know, let's talk about inbound though. I really wanted to talk about one of the keynote speakers that had been yes. mentioned. And this is Kim Scott. And she was kind of lost in the announcements with Gary Vaynerchuk and Alec Baldwin, who we discussed. I know, a couple she kind of flew under ago. the radar, didn't she? But I've got to say, I'm actually really looking forward to hearing what she's got to say because I actually hadn't heard of her before. And I started looking into some of her bio and some of her sites. It's really interesting, particularly around what her thoughts are around management and managing people. Yeah. And you had a look at her um, website and uh, some of her thought pieces. Yeah. What, what, were you, what were some of your impressions of her? Look, very fascinating. I think as teams evolve and as organizations evolve, I think having a different perspective on how you approach people how you treat people how do you get the message across and a lot of it hers is about caring for one another right it's about candid candor is it radical <laughs> candor. Candor. radical candor yes and you know i think it, she hits it right in the head like if you care enough for people you will tell them what needs to change and do it in a way that is really good and uplifting to them and positive yeah she has a site actually called radical candor and just to quickly kind of summarize it you can read the whole site which i've been reading this afternoon i, I find it fascinating just her whole approach yeah. to things and so so useful and insightful and i should mention she's worked at some of the big companies so she was heading up google adsense in the early days she's working with Sheryl sandberg now over at facebook she's on the boards of all these major companies right this is not someone that doesn't who who is without experience she has a lot of experience with big teams and so what her whole kind of approach is is the combination of speaking directly to people but people that you really care for yes she gives some good examples of that but yeah she really looks at that intersection about how to manage people and she has a great example on her blog about an example of dealing with someone that had bo like this is We joke about these kinds of examples, right? But these happen in all big companies and sometimes small companies who've got that person with the BO problem, not just the occasional day, but the constant BO problem. How do you actually approach them? Because you care for them, but you need to speak directly. And she has a great solution. So we've we've linked through to that blog post. You really should read it. Do you want to talk about the little excerpt about radical candor yeah you should read that out yeah so radical candor is humble it's helpful it's immediate it's in person in private if it's criticism and in public if it's praise and it doesn't personalize and this is a good example she gives about how not personalizing and the last p makes a key distinction my boss didn't say you're stupid she said 
you sounded stupid when you said um, there's a big difference between the two. Yeah, and that's building on an example where she talks about, where Kim Scott talks about Sheryl Sandberg actually giving her feedback about how she used to say um so much in presentations with upper management. And it's a really good example of Sheryl Sandberg giving direct but caring feedback. Look, you've just got to read her site and her. she's got a book coming out based on this concept. You can see some of her talks to big executive conferences. Um, yeah, there's con- a fair bit on conferences. YouTube. Yeah. Put some, we'll put some links to that. I'm really looking forward to seeing her. I think she's going to be excellent. The other thing I thought that was interesting about this, that why would HubSpot get someone like her to talk at inbound i think it really shows they've got this holistic approach you know it was marketing first and then sales and now it's management and everything to do with your business isn't it yeah that's right you know what everything flows from this isn't it so you look at how integral hubspot is becoming in a business and the number of people it touches from the reporting side to the lead generation to sales it's all there right and everybody's got some finger in the pie, so to speak. And I think it becomes more and more poignant, like people need to be on the same page and they need to know what others are doing. Yeah, it's going to be great. Now, can I give you my prediction for inbound? Yes. I give you one of these each week. I think HubSpot is going to announce some kind of MVP program. So Craig, what's an MVP? Most Valuable Person. So this comes from the whole sporting, you know, the gridiron MVPs and that. But the reason I'm going to pick up on it is because Microsoft has run an MVP program for years, probably 20 years now, Uh, maybe not that long, but yeah, at least 15 years. Yeah. And what it is, it's a way of acknowledging people in the community that contribute above and beyond anyone else in terms of helping people, in Microsoft's case, obviously, with Microsoft products or Microsoft technical expertise. Right. I think HubSpot's going to introduce a similar program for HubSpot contributors because at the moment they've got a very good partner program. Well, I mean, we're partner agencies and they look after us well and they kind of promote us well. But what's if you're a person that works at a company? So you're just a HubSpot Mm. customer and yet you're in the community doing tons of stuff. You're blogging yes. about useful HubSpot tips and tricks or you're giving people advice on inbound or you're really helping them with their whole methodology. There's no way really at the moment to acknowledge those kinds of people. Yes. And I think HubSpot, they must have this some thinking around this in the works. And I'd just be, I'd be, wouldn't be surprised if it inbound, it's kind of announced, especially to the partner track yes. as um, something. But yeah, to a wider audience. So there's my prediction. Fantastic. Add that to that list, Craig. I'll add it to the list. Okay, now on to shop two, which is our HubSpot feature or tip of the week. Now, have you seen this performance tab in Smart Lists? So you yes, go into you know Smart what? Lists. I think yeah. I've seen it, but I've actually never looked very closely into it. Yeah, I don't think I'd seen it or paid attention to it either. But you know what? I love what you can get out of it. And you showed me an example of your Smart List. And you know what I saw? You get a massive amount of people coming from social. Yes. Social works really well for me. And another thing that it showed is is the countries that they're coming from. Yes. And so in our agency portal, we get heaps of people signing up that aren't Australian companies. And that's actually not good for us. They're not a fit. So that was actually something that's highlighted because you can choose to break down. I should just explain what this is. You go into the performance tab. So you go into a smart list or you go into lists. Then you go into a smart list and then you click over to the performance tab and it gives you a breakdown, kind of a trend of how the list's been growing. 
and then a, how that list is comprised. And so, yeah, it yeah. could be the source that the contacts came from. Correct. Could be the, the country they're in, could be the life cycle stage. And then right at the bottom, it actually shows you some interaction data, how many emails they've clicked or opens. It's actually really useful when you actually go and look at a list of these contacts and see kind of how they're interacting. What I noticed is that I've got a lot of people that are non-Australian, um, yes. non-Australian uh, people signing up and we just don't want them. So I actually, on our site now, we don't show any CTAs unless they're in Australia. So yeah. we just really wanted to cut down on that. But yeah, it really gives you some useful insights. So I'd recommend to people start having a look at that for some of the engaged smart lists. Yeah. So, I mean, like a tip that I would take away for you is that social is really working and to do more of it when it comes to promoting your business. Yeah, good point. Okay, challenge of the week, Craig. All right. So I think this is interesting. The challenge is how you communicate with customers when something goes wrong. Yes. And we talked about this previously. Was it episode nine? It was episode nine. Yeah, we talked about HubSpot. HubSpot. So, I mean, they went through a bit of a rough trot for a few weeks to do with databases and um, unavailability of tools and so on and how they dealt with it and what Damesh did when he did that blog post and so on. So we have a lot to learn and I think this is inevitable when we're in such a highly evolving, rapid-paced, software-driven society like this is bound to happen. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not if, it's it's when. When. Yeah, that's right. Well, the, the reason this came up actually is because SoundCloud, who hosts our podcast, yes. we use them for hosting the podcast, even though you can get it through iTunes. They've actually had issues. They did some maintenance over the weekend. And so we're recording this on, on a Monday night and over the weekend. So our podcast hasn't been available through iTunes for the last day and a half. Wow. And I was alerted to this because Moby Sadiq, who has the Inbound Buzz podcast, yes, he actually pinged us on Twitter and said, oh, are you guys having the same problem? Our podcast isn't ready. And so he and I actually had a call. We had a chat today and he's going, yeah, what's going on here? He actually raised this really good point. SoundCloud hasn't done anything to communicate that to us, right? We're yeah. paying customers. We Correct. haven't received any email. No one's got any idea what's going on. And in fact, if you go on to the SoundCloud forums... You'll actually see lots of people complaining and going, what's going on? Nothing from SoundCloud. They're not giving any information. The most you can get is if you go to their status blog and they say, oh, we're aware of some issues. Like, there's no communication. And it's exactly an example of how not to do it. Yeah. And in direct kind of the opposite of what HubSpot did at the, at the time. And this leads on really well to shot number four, which is our opinion of the week. Oh, this and, is an interesting one. And yeah. this is a great article I was reading on the weekend. It's, it's from VentureBeat. And the title of it is The $200 Billion Chatbot Disruption. It's really fascinating what they were talking about. In a nutshell, if I was to go, a chatbot, Craig, is a machine that's basically responding to requests that you might be on asking from the other side. So they use some really good um, takeaways in the article. And, um, and I'll just read out a bit of it because I think this really highlights where things are heading and as people self-serve themselves. So one of the really interesting things, I remember going to the Telstra Business Innovation Center in the city and the guy there who headed all that up actually said people like to help themselves. And he said most of the people that wanted support actually never didn't care to talk to anyone. They want to be able to go somewhere where they could actually 
help themselves and resolve their problem. It didn't matter that they had to interact with somebody, a real person. They just needed to find the answer to get going. And he goes that, that, and I think that's been, end up being 80 or 90% of their, like their help service is people helping themselves. Right. Right. Not picking up the phone. And this kind of delves towards that in terms of this chatbot is that the chatbot's ability to respond to people, give them the right information, point them to the right locations to find the right links is so much better than actually having somebody on the other end trying to figure out what's going on. So I'm going to read a little bit about it. And so you can understand what it says is that everything's going to kind of move towards this and business have to get on board with it. Otherwise you're going to be left behind. So I'll use a good little example. We came across a prospect, right? And they had a great website. They had all of these documents, all these case studies you could get a hold of. And what was happening is when you clicked on it, it was actually generating an email to get sent to the receptionist who would then attach it in an email and send it back. Right, right? okay. So already you've had a few steps happen there. Somebody on the business side has had to respond, see the email come in, then go, oh, which PDF did they need? Oh, I need to attach that and then send it off to the person. If you were using HubSpot, you would actually create a landing page. You would collect their details. You would then give them the thank you page with the PDF. Yeah. And then you shared some sort of work. Totally to automated and personalized. Yeah. Yes. You don't need to have anybody in the office um, looking after it. And it's available 24-7. Like people will get it right away. Exactly. So you create a great experience. And I think this chatbot is the next step along that. So I'll, I'll, I'll read you a little thing to highlight the key differences between having a chatbot and not having a chatbot. So just so you know, like if you have a look at the post, it said there was nine steps of customer support interaction on the, in what we would know now to be customer support. Right, like a typical customer yep. support experience. That's yeah. right. And now, and they were using Facebook in this instance and then, and then how it would work with the chatbot experience. So the chatbot bot experience was someone would open Facebook Messenger and search for a business name using its handle, right? Then they'll start a conversation and make a request. And then they will receive a response from the chatbot with text, images, links to items that they request, um, maybe even a voice message of how to get that. And they will answer your question. So that was like three steps. And in the traditional way, it was like about nine steps. Right. right? So I think the key thing here is that chatbots offer a standardized way of connecting a business with the customer on the end. And so it just makes it easier and reduces the complexity of communicating with them. They liken it to, you know, being able to find an email address or a phone number. The interaction is simple. You know what you're after and you know what you're going to get. And one of the other things they said, by integrating with some services like Facebook, where they have a lot of information about you, it took out that step about authenticating with you. So, yes. you know, every time you ring up the bank, they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to ask you like 10 questions to verify because you are really Craig. Yes. Uh, can you tell me your date of birth? Uh, which city were you born in? So by already connecting to the service or being connected through this service, you've already verified that identity of that person, which has cut out another step along the channel about communicating. And one of the other things they said, you know, if – the chatbot can't actually answer the question, like the transfer to maybe a real person that has to answer is actually a seamless process. So people don't realize it's actually happening in the background. 
Yeah, right. You know, I think identity is really important. I think that's a really useful piece of it because, and going back to your example about Telstra. Yes. It's funny that that has been so prevalent because I'm with Telstra. I think you're with Telstra as well. But remember last time I was overseas and I wanted, there was some issue with my international. I just got onto the Telstra site and it was all on the chat. I didn't send an email. I didn't want to call them. I just wanted to do it with chat. That's right. And they've got it. They, actually, Telstra's come a long way in the last couple of years. I got to, I got to hand it to them because a couple of years ago they were so bad. They were shocking. They put a lot of work into it, and they've done well. But there was still at the start of it, there was all that mucking around, proving who I was, and Correct. that before I could even just ask a question, you know, yes. I wasn't actually even at that stage after personal yes. things. I just wanted to get ask a question. And so I really like that point you made that, yeah, if it was with Facebook or something that knows my identity, it just takes all that out and all my past history is still there. They can just instantly just respond to what they think my needs would be. I, yeah, I, I think you're right. This is definitely a really good one. And I guess at this early stage, it's still early days with the whole chatbot experience, but it's coming, isn't it? It is. Just like we spoke about virtual reality, it is coming. Yeah, speaking of virtual reality or augmented reality, I saw your um, Facebook video the other day, which is getting lots of shares and views. Well done there. Yeah. So, you know, this is, and I, I'm just trying stuff out, right? One of the new guys on my team goes, hey, let's just take a video because everybody in the office is going, oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm flying. I'm jumping off cliffs. So what was it again that you better explain so what you it's the, talking it's about? So it's the Google Cardboard. So it's uh, basically what it is. It's something that Google's made out of cardboard. It's got a special lens in it. And you have an app on your phone, the Google Cardboard app, and that basically creates this virtual reality experience. So you slot your phone into the back of it and you basically put it around your eyes and you and it's like you're there. It's like a pair of virtual reality goggles. Right, right. Oh, okay. So it is virtual reality. It's another location. It's, so it's not augmenting what you're... No. Okay, okay. So, you know, like you, there's experiences that you can have with Street View. There is... There's some really great examples of, you know, you were going, walking around and you were flying off with some birds. Oh, right. And and even today I gave it to somebody in the office. They're like, whoa, I'm flying with the birds now. <laughs> I've gone off the cliff. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, that's the kind of experience people are having. And I think it's going to be a bit of a big, it's kind of create a bit of a wow factor for people. And why am I saying this is because... Like, it's not far away. Like, I just realized how many apps there are and what you can do. Like, even, like, walkthroughs in a town, walkthroughs through a building, experience. Like, you know what? You could almost experience the whole building before it even gets built. Right. And be like you're walking through it. And you'll be like, wow, this is like here and now. I think this is the thing, isn't it? We talk about these things. They're still kind of just a bit of a gimmick and, and you know, way off. But it, it happens so quickly. And, yeah, these kind of experiences will actually be the norm really soon, sooner than we think. And tying that back to, yeah, chatbots, it's like everyone's, ah, oh, chatbots, you know, it's just kind of Facebook's F8 developer conference that got a bit of a push. That, no, no, this is actually coming. And so that whole we talk about B2B and, as we've said many times, it's all now becoming about p2p person to person and that chatbot is just a, another piece of that kind of one-on-one interaction yeah you know one really interesting thing in this article when we finally finish it is that when they're talking about businesses and chatbots is that beyond offering better customer service experience or support experience businesses will soon find that chatbots will allow dramatic cost savings in their call centers right so this will be really interesting because you just think call centers in all, all of these developing countries are now going to be taken over by chatbots. So you kind of go, well, what's next? 
Anyway, that might be for another episode. Well, no, I, I just want to pursue this a bit further because you know how last episode we were talking about how customers, or maybe it was the episode before actually, how customer service has more trust than yes. sales and marketing. And I kind of think, so customer service is kind of a, a marketing arm that's underutilized. So this whole idea that when you go on a site and you're searching around the site for information and for a lot of that chat thing pops up and it's most of the time, my experience, most of the time when I connect, they say, oh, sorry, person's offline, yes. so it doesn't even work. Or it connects you through to someone in sales who just wants to sell to you. Like, there's obvious resistance there. But yes. if you know you're just talking to a chatbot that's actually going to help you, it's on there 24-7, as you yes. say. But they can just give you answers and they're not going to push the hard sell on you. That's actually going to be a really key part of your marketing. And then at the end of the experience, oh, did I help you out? Oh, by the way, here's an ebook. Why don't you just download this here, you know, and you sign up and then you're part of the, in that that's buyer's right. journey with the, with the company. So, yeah, lots of, lots of potential there. So let me guess, when you get the chatbot, you're going to be giving away some ebook downloads, Craig? Definitely. <laughs> definitely. It's all about being helpful. Okay. General tip of the week, Craig. Now, this was uh, uh, announced, I think, last week. Well, probably two weeks by the time we listen to this. So this is something that people were screaming for on ideas.hubspot, which was to have advanced user permissions in the CRM. So this is quite interesting because administrators need to have control because the ability to extract data or load data in could affect a company. So they need to be able to manage that. So there's a lot more granular experience or a granular way you can manage people within the CRM. Yeah, we've got a screenshot of what's available now. But yeah, you can uh, you can go in and, and set these permissions. The one that's, um, this is an, an old example, which they actually did provide before. But I think a common example you get from sales managers is they just want to give their, some of their sales reps access to their own contacts. They don't want them having access to everything. Yes. And they definitely don't want them to export yes. everything out. So that was available before. But now they've started adding even more granular um permissions so can you bulk delete can you import and edit property settings that's yes. an important one as well so and they've added crm features and yeah so a lot more control and you know this is all part of hubspot crm it's still free by the way folks can you believe this so when and it was, always will be and always it. will be you know when it first came out it was free because it was simple but it's come a long way in the two, well, year and a half since it was announced. Massive. And it's still free and like it's getting a much more mature and uh, sophisticated set of features. Yeah, so my takeaway from this, if you are using CRM, actually go back and review everybody's permissions because you might actually find that there are permissions in your team. So I've started going through our customers and working out, you know, not just giving the guy who's working in marketing ability to export all of the contacts is really important, right? That's right. And even sales, same thing. So go back, review it all, understand what it's about. We've basically put what HubSpot have given us and just see, because I think that's going to be really important. Again, this ties back to understanding who's in your business, but also it's business continuity in essence. Like you want to be doing the right thing, have the right measures in place. So you don't have the wrong thing done towards you. All right. Well, we're coming up to time and I just kind of wanted to ask you a few things. Um, what have you got planned this week? Tell us about some of the things you've got planned. So Craig, this week we are running a Google Partner Connect event. So these are the events that Google help us run. So they do a live stream. Again, pretty cool. Like they get to live stream to all of their partners throughout Australia and New Zealand. 
And then they, it's their way of helping us to actually get in front of people. They've sent catering. They've sent some, some cool swag like notebooks and pens. And But really, you know what? One of the biggest things that I've learned through the, going through this whole thing, like getting to that stage and them sending me all this stuff is great, but there's all this other planning that has to go on. You know, food, how do you welcome people? Where are they going to sit? How are you going to look after them? It's like having someone over for dinner, right? right. Essentially. And I love it. Like, it's fantastic. But I just realized it's a lot of work. And But I'm grateful for the opportunity that we have. And so what they're going to do is they're going to live cast for about 40 minutes. They're going to talk about um, micro moments and how that's changing. So there's some really interesting things around that. And I'm going to try and find some evidence of uh, some of the slides that they shared with us about the kind of moments people have. Like I, I have this, I have it, I fix it moment or even people having conversations, think about something and then start searching. So there are all these moments in someone's day that uh, they will go to Google to search for stuff. So it's being at the right place at the right time and with the right information. So they even said that the number of searches are double for things near you right now. So, you know, you might be out and you go, oh, I really feel like pizza. Like what good pizza place is near me right now? Right. So all these kinds of searches are becoming more and more relevant and people are becoming more and more aware of the kind of things that they can do. So, you know, like your coffee machine breaks down in the morning. What do you do? You actually search to go, well, I need a new one. And so you're searching for the prices, right? So you very quickly make a choice about, you. well, what, what are the new brands? How much does it cost? And then the next thing is, well, where do I go and get it? So... You know, tell me everything within the next, like, two-kilometer range. Absolutely. Radius. If our coffee machine broke in the morning, that would be priority one for the day, caffeine. But don't you think it's really interesting yeah. how search has changed and evolved? And I think that's what they're trying to highlight. It's that these moments that people have during the day really matter. And you know what? There's a really startling statistic that they told us last time when I was with you at Google Partners. People check their phone 150 times a day. I believe it. Yeah. So just think of all those moments that you can actually get in front of people, which is really important. So Fantastic. Well, I hope the event goes really well. I'll be really looking forward to hearing about it next week and um, just how the event went and also the kinds of questions that people ask and things like that. And, yeah, it'd be, it'd be fascinating to hear how it goes. Yeah. And what we might try and do for any of our listeners and, well, people in Sydney, you could run these events uh, in the future because they're really good insights into those trends and how they're changing and what you need to be adapting to and changing in your in your whole marketing effort yeah i'll share we'll share on this podcast so i've got a slide here about triggers for going online and it's really fascinating i think if you if you understand those triggers why people go online you could actually fashion a lot of content around what your product or service is and get people at the right time fantastic well craig it's been a very fascinating podcast and to all our listeners we want to make sure that you follow us on twitter at hubshots oh good point you know why because you know uh, last couple of episodes ago we had that app sumo deal with beacon yes i went and checked later and it sold out correct now of course our podcast we record a week in advance and so by the time it came out it sold out so as you said follow us on twitter because we'll announce those as soon as we see them that's right so follow those for great deals that you can take advantage of in real time yeah so until next time leave your comments leave your feedback enjoy the impromptu videos we're going to share with you and we'll look forward to episode number 33 all right Ian. Catch see you later. Craig. thank you for listening to this episode of hub shots 
for show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.